0: And now coming in at number four for season five, episode 22 with the theme of warless battlefield. This is propaganda fairy tales. And this segment is about how narratives from those in charge of us are used, are used to get scared people worked up to the point where the scared people will, will put everybody else at risk just so the scared people can be right. And that's pretty much what I've, I've been seeing, you know, which could lead us to civil wars because these people who are scared, you know, they get upset that you don't follow, that you're not scared at what they're scared of. So if it really came down to like a Navajo nation purge, which is another subject I want to do probably for season six is, you know, you can, um, eliminate the person that doesn't agree with you. So then you're just becoming a part of that system where you're using propagandas and, and fairy tales at, well, actually like you believe it. And then, you know, try to push it onto somebody else, but there are some Navajos that are still, you know, roaming around with their face covers, which is fine. You know, that's their choice. Uh, others have just kind of looked at, you know, continuing on where they left off back in, uh, 2019 and, uh, you know, a lot of that I think is, um is, is just mostly about risk, you know, and well, not so much about risk. It's about those that want to be right all the time. You know, they want to be, um, they want to be on the side of history that where they'll get recognized and remembered. Oh, well, it was this person who kept saying that everybody should have wore their mask and when everybody didn't, they all died. And so-and-so here is the real leader because they kept their mask on. Or not mask, I'm tired of saying mask, face cover. Wearing their face cover, you know? And then um, someone like me, where I say, well, you know, I don't think so because, you know, that's what I was trained in, chemical warfare when I was in the military. I'm like, oh, well, thank you for your service, but you're still wrong, you know? It's like, really? Okay, well, if I said I support Hitler, Uh, I didn't think he was wrong. Am I wrong for that? No, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Hitler was, uh, he was right for what he was doing. So therefore you're right because you believe that, you know, it's like, so it's, it's kind of a crazy topsy turvy world, but, um, um, so a lot of this, where this, uh, propaganda fairy tale would come in as, I'm just going to use the view again, because, um, I just can't believe that um, uh, that they, some of the shit they say, man, it's like, holy shit, where are you guys getting this from again? And, you know, they, they do bring up some good points, but their facts are kind of like twisted, you know? So they don't really talk about like another reason why things are happening. Like when they talk about Donald Trump, they talk about like, you know, his personal life, like, you know, who, who used to, who, who he used to be married to, Um, like his personal sex life and, um, you know, just like, oh, well he failed in this and that, but when it comes down to someone like Joe Biden, they're like, oh, well, he's making a difference. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, he's, he's getting old and his cognitive abilities to really carry on a conversation is, is dying out. What do you say about that? Oh, well, he's just stressed out. You know, he's, he's, he's got a lot on his mind. He does a lot. It's like, well, what does he really do? You know, oh, well, a lot of that is classified. We can't talk about it. You know, so there's like always excuses for Joe Biden. But when it comes to Donald Trump, oh man, they want to put this dude under a microscope and really look at it. So, and those are the type of uh, situations where, you know, these people are getting, like I said, you know, if you're a Democrat, you don't like Republicans, or if you're a Republican, you don't like Democrats. You're fighting back and forth, but the owners of this country, they're looking at it and they're just cracking up, man. Oh, look at these dumbasses. They're just fighting each other. They think it, whatever it is they're fighting for, they think it's going to make a difference, which it's really not, you know? And there are very few things that I think that would actually, you know, look, look at, and it's like worth, you know, some of these causes like, um, like Martin Luther King, you know, that was something where he really stood up stood on his ground and, um, you know, he wanted to make a change. He wanted to make things better, but what happened is that he got assassinated, you know, he got killed for that. And then I look at someone like, uh, Annie Dodge who was like, you know, um, just a groundbreaking trailblazer for the Navajos. But, you know, there's that backstory where she was involved in incest and, um, she had her brother's kids. I think it was, um, that she was, you know, not indulging. What's another word? Involved or that she was practicing witchcraft, you know, against other people. So, you know, there's always all those negative uh, stories and stuff like that. But anyways, um, the governments know how to program us using boarding school. Now I'm talking about natives now. So the governments, they know how to program us natives by using the boarding school system which is, you know, cut your hair, don't speak your language and wear these, um, modern clothes. And back in those days, you know, like after the long walk, you know, 1900s, 1910s, 1919s, um, the, the twenties, thirties, forty, all that, you know, up until, I I think they still have uh, boarding schools nowadays. I didn't go to a boarding school. I went to a public school in Albuquerque. So I don't really know that, that life of, um, boarding school, but, Oh, excuse me. Um, but I do know that those that went to boarding school were were naturals for the military. And so a lot of the the military people from the past, uh, I guess, 50 years, they were went through the boarding school system. So they were more disciplined and it wasn't that hard for them to transition. But killing people, then coming back from war, you know, that's where it made them more... Uh, It it made them more shell shocked, you know, gave them that PTSD that really screwed them up. So, and then another thing I was, um, told was, um, well, obviously Navajos are the biggest tribe, but they're the most hated, you know, because, um, the Navajos stopped fighting during the time of the Western expansion kind of gave in. And I believe this was, oh shit. I want to say before the long walk, but. It could have been around that area sometime. And a lot of the other tribes, you know, the Comanches, Utes, Apaches, Pueblos, they got pissed at the Navajos. Like, Hey, why are you guys giving up for? And then, cause you know, they look to the Navajos cause they're like the biggest tribe and, um, like, Hey man, why are you guys quitting? Why are you, why are you guys letting uh, these, um, European people, you know, why are they letting them take them over and shit like that? And then, um, the is like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's better to um, adopt their way because we'll be able to save our people and, you know, it won't be that bad. So eventually that type of mentality got to the other tribes, you know, it got them to quit after that, fighting that Western expansion. And then once that happened, um, the land was taken from the natives and that's where the natives were like, Hey man, what, what happened? That was our land. Nope. You, uh, you agreed to do things our way. And, uh, so now that means you give your land to us. We, we take it, you know, and we're, we're, I think natives really, or Navajos really started getting smart about it. it was like, okay, well then, you know, we got to repopulate and we got to have more kids. So that's where that whole thing came in with, um, you know, older men, like in their sixties and seventies, you know, cause you know, men still producing sperm at that point, point, eighties, possibly nineties, whatever. Um, they got these young girls pregnant because the girls were barely, barely like, you know, 12, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. And these old dudes were banging these young underage girls, but that wasn't a thing back then. It was like, Oh, they're not underage. You know, there's nothing illegal about it. So these girls are pumping out, not pumping out, but you know, they were getting pumped and then, you know, they're getting pregnant, pumping out oh, there I go, that damn word again. And they're giving birth. There we go. They're, they're giving birth to more kids. So that type of mentality kind of stuck with the natives. They're like, okay, well that's the thing to do now. You know, all the younger guys are no longer, there's no longer competition, but we need more, we need more to, we need more in our population. So you know that's where they the young girls are getting pregnant by that but you know later on they're like okay there's a law you cannot do that with uh anyone under the age of 18 so if you do that that's uh, you know you're basically having sex with a child and underage you know non consenting child and so you'll you will you will be arrested for it and so anyways and that's where that other thing you know that that came up and I think I did talk about it in season 2 I or was it in season 3 it's either season two or or season three, and then um so now, you know the the fact that they spread out these Navajos not well yeah I guess Navajos we'll stick with the tribe, so they, st- they uh, sent these other Navajos to like um you know California to to go to the boarding schools there because they knew that as the children as these natives as they grew up older and gone to their hormonal stage, they were going to start breeding with each other. And eventually they were going to breed out their, their, their DNA. And, uh, and then they're going to breed out the native blood, basically the main, the main bloodline, the main DNA. And that's where they were going to be able to say, well, you, uh, you know, like, like three or four generations later, Let's say mommy and daddy had a child, that child hooked up with someone from another race and that, that child gets born. And then that child's less and less, you know, a full-blooded, say Navajo. So then let's say that child hooks up with another, um, another race, then that child is less like their original full-blood. And then finally that one hooks up with another race and then they're like, okay, well, you're not full-blooded now because you know your mother and father were all different races and um so you don't have land so as a government we're taking it from you now and it's like oh shit and then um that's where that um that's so sometimes that's where i say well these skinwalkers better come in handy when things get worse for the tribe you know it's like are you going to keep witching me are you going to keep attacking me cuz obviously you're getting nowhere you know I'm already aware of what you're doing, but, um, you better come in handy, man. It's all I can say, you know? And then, um, and you know, that's why it's kind of like, for me, it's like, well, Navajos are programmed, uh, to believe everything and are also, you know, like I said, they're like really hated, but you know, for them to believe, for us to believe everything we're told, you know, that's kind of, um. Uh, it's like an indoctrination assimilation, however you want to label it. But that's, um, the, um, when I think about that, how, how, how everything could change like that. And, you know, could, like I said, lead to civil war. The other thing I think of is, um, serial killers. And I had this documentary I, I bought at Walmart one time for five bucks. It was like, four hours worth of, uh, serial killers. And I I have it down with the other house, but, um, one of the things they were talking about was, um, what's his name? Um, uh, what was, oh shit. What was his name? Albert fish. Albert fish was a, um, a serial killer who was killing little kids. And he was, he was also cutting them up and eating them. I think he killed about seven killed an eight about seven. And he later on, he got busted. I think this one young girl, she, convinced him to let her go. And that's where she went to her mom, told him, and that's where he got busted in trouble and he got sent to jail. And, um, they, they found out that he would do things like not only like kill and hurt children, but he would, uh, mutilate himself and he would stick some needles into his, uh, around his wiener, his wiener sack. And, you know, in his groin area, basically, you know, he liked to be whipped and he he was just like all this, um, bodily punishment, you know? So he kind of grew up in the wrong time. So if he grew up in today's environment, I'm pretty sure that, you know, well, I'm not sure, but he probably would be less likely to kill children and more like go to these sex shops and get fucking his ass handed to him. And, you know, he'd probably get off on all that. But anyways, so the thing with the, uh, the cities was, it was like a real, um, industrial area. And it's like, um, these industrial city cities yeah industrial cities is where these serial serial killers came from because it was like big populations uh, living in small areas together you know and what you know like with what i see on social media navajos getting all pissed cuz of their neighbors are doing this and that to them or witchcraft and all that stuff it you know it's, it's not it's not that far off for these guys to become a uh, serial killers, you know, they could go out and say, well, I don't like my neighbor because they witchcraft my sheep and they died. So I'm going to go kill them, you know, with uh, a knife because it's, it's better, you know, or I'm going to shoot them with a gun cause it's faster. So whatever reasons they have, you know, that's where I I was, you know, kind of thinking about that, the documentary about how some of these silly seri- serial killers come about in the in the big city areas. So the other ones, as far as country goes, I didn't really, uh, see too much about that. Not, not that I remember. Um, there was a dude that kickstarted off the whole, uh, killing scenario, which was that dude named, um, H H Holmes. Oh uh, shit. I forgot what is, what that stood for, but he was like the first dude to, uh, start killing people. And then he, ha- he, end up coming to like Chicago and he bought this mansion, like a three-story mansion. Then he started fixing it up and I don't remember how he made his money, but, um, people would stay there and then he would like, you know, spy on women and he'd find like the prettiest one and he would like, uh, torture them sexually and all this shit. And then, um, then when that Chicago world's fair happened, Wells world's fair back in 1930 something or 20 something. And then, uh, a lot of people were there. So he had a lot of people staying at his place just so they could go to the fair, you know? And then in between there, that's where he was like killing a lot more women. And, um, so he was, the, he was the main dude to kickstart the first, uh, like serial documented serial killings in in America. And some try to connect him with, uh, Jack the Ripper from, um, the England London side. But, um, you know, that, uh, I guess if it wasn't like, it was like inconclusive or the timelines didn't match up or some shit like that. I don't remember, but so HH Holmes, he was like his own, he was like his own serial serial killer. And he's just kind of doing his own thing there. But, um, so going back to propaganda fairy tales, you know, when these news media people, um, when they start talking their crazy shit, you know, they, they're pretty much like, um, they, they have the same topics every day, but they themselves don't contribute too much in society because they love the power of being able to say what they want without consequences to their followers who don't do much research. So that was like another thing that I noticed. And then, uh, I look at all the, uh, talking points lately, um, to a decade ago and every other decade in the past, um, that, you know, it does change, you know, it really did become more political, uh, the talking points and, you know, back. about let's say the nineties, the main talking point that I remember was, um, just like what Bill Clinton did, you know, how he was, um, how he got in with, um, the, like those sexual harassment cases and stuff like that. And then before that, in the eighties, it was Ronald Reagan and, um, the cold war, uh, Russia, um, ending, and then the seventies, it was, um, the talking point there was, I think it was still about, uh, Richard Nixon and the whole Watergate thing. Oh man, there's another, there's a whole nother, uh, section I wanted to do about Richard Nixon and his impeachment and how it, you know, matches up to nowadays, but I'll get back to that some other time. Anyways, back then they just, uh, reported the news and nowadays they just want to be right and predict the news because it makes them feel better, feel powerful, you know, and then they are, and when they're proven wrong, um, they shift the blame to other sources or just stop their narrative altogether. Uh, so no one remembers, or they just blame Republicans and Donald Trump and all that stuff, you know, so they must really love Donald Trump because they're the only ones that keep bringing him back up over over and over and over and over and over and over again, you know, and then, um, but the other thing they're not talking about is like when Disney bought all the, uh, Star Wars properties and the Marvel comics properties, uh, thinking that Disney was going to be, you know, just like this God mode where they're going to make so much more money than they actually did. But, um, but instead they made everyone, um, but, um, what was I going to say about that? But making like everyone groomed into uh, what was it? Wholeness, wholesomeness, um, wokeness. Okay. They're, they're trying to groove, groove, <laughs> groom everybody into the wokeness, uh, thoughts of, you know, let's go, we can gender swap and race swap a lot of these characters and we'll still still make a lot of money. So the whole thing is pretty much boiling down to greed, but, um, it backfired and, <clears throat> uh, a fan viewership was going down and Disney is now losing lots of money. And, uh, a lot of that is contributed to, um, you know, what was going on with the little mermaid and people were upset, you know, just how things turned out. And so anyways, um, all that is what could eventually be like taking sides again, could be leading to civil war. And that was one thing that people were talking about, Oh, Donald Trump's going to lead us into world war three. And it's like, well, Joe Biden's pretty much going to be the one to do it because all these things that are failing, but, um, you know, that's just, that's just the whole thing about this whole political back and forth, you know, just step back and look at it and say, damn, glad I'm biased and not biased. <laughs> I'm independent or whatever the hell. But anyways, uh, so my, my time is up right there. Let's go ahead and uh, jump on to the last segment for season five. And this one is going to be pre-programmed realities, and so this is pretty much going to be ending off, uh, rounding off the final subject, and um, talk a little bit more about the the pre-programmed matrix here. So let's let's do this. Here we go. <laughs>